Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. Sorry for the soft voice, but yeah. I am recovering, and we will talk about that. But with me always, Dilruk Jai Singer. Hello! <laughs> I need to counter the energy that you're bringing, Frank. We do. What is uh, this? Well, I'm recovering from tonsillitis. Oh, tell us. Let's get in there. Straight into it. Uh, tonsillitis. Had it. Great. Great chat. <laughs> you should do broadcasting as a professional. We should. Well, you we should, should be a storyteller. Just, just Why don't you get... I know. I'm go to of, the moth. Wait, I'm so sick of all my one-liners. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have something, right? There must be a reason why people pay you the big bucks. Do you remember the first joke you ever wrote? Yes. Okay, what was it? Uh, Hi, my name is Dill. Uh, Dill like dill pickle or dill as in dildo. (laughs) They both provide the same thing except one's a bit more sour than the other one. And the other one's a dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was talking about my one. My one was so lame. Uh, I was at work and a guy comes up and goes, why are you looking so sad? I was like, oh, my brother's been sent to... East Timor. And the guy's like, oh, East Kilo, tough, mate. That's actually not bad. <laughs> first joke ever. Yeah, first yeah. ever joke. Was that, was that joke for stage or? No, for stage. Oh, no. My first joke ever as a child. Do you remember that? Oh, first joke as a child. Oh, that's yeah. a good yeah. one. Well, no, my one was uh, original. Why did they? And this is based when I was like three years old or two. I couldn't read yet, but I was looking at my brother had a joke book. And I used to flip the pages and make decide what the jokes were. Oh, yeah, yeah, And there was one of like an elephant... Uh, like a silhouette of an elephant bathing and he's throwing water on himself and the splashes are different short jokes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I remember it was a red background with a white uh, silhouette and throwing splashes. And my joke was, why did the elephant have a take a bath? Because it, it was dirty. <laughs> it's good, man. It was anti-comedy was before anti-comedy was a thing. <laughs> I, had, I had a weird one once, which again, probably explains, uh, why did the... Was it wasn't maybe I was like, it wasn't my first joke. It was in primary school. Why did the, yeah? What did the what did the seal say to the sheep? Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, he's like, what are you doing in the ocean? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Wow. All right. Um, so tonsillitis. Tonsillitis. So uh, you get it um, from making out with other people, and so. Who's, uh, who has been sticking their tongue down your throat? <laughs> no. Uh, petri dishes known as children. Uh, it just bugs. So what happens Are is... you still contagious? No, I'm not. Because you're in clear. my apartment. Yes, no, I'm not contagious. And you're you clear from the doctor. The, so, pa- your partner is sick with it. Yes, but she. the thing about it is she got it way, way ago. Okay. So, so it's a system. So you are yeah. safe. Okay. Because uh, I was... Double checked. Okay, good. Thank so, you. Um, so, yep. So I, I was sick. But what's really weird is it just hit me so quickly. It is it is everywhere. So every kid, every parent I know has had it. But what's really weird is no one's had tonsillitis. When was the last time you had tonsillitis? Yeah. yeah. It's like it's a real kid thing, you know. And then usually if you got it too much, you would get it removed as a kid. And now people keep asking me, it's like, are you going to get them removed? Get them removed? And supposedly getting them removed as an adult is pretty intense. Like the recovery yeah. is pretty far. Right. I don't know if you need any more hospital visits, do no, you? No, I don't. I really... Yeah. I really don't. No, no don't no, worry about it. No, do you? So, <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> yeah, you know something weird though. You miss the rest. Do you ever have that? No, here's what I was going to say. So prior to the heart attack earlier this year, I had never been in the hospital. Yes, like, that's crazy. It's a good, good, good stint. It's a good run, but also surprising. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you know, big nights out and hurt yourself. Oh, I've walked trips now. to emergency. Yeah, sure, but never had uh, been admitted to hospital. 
Yeah. Pretty, okay. I mean, most people have some story as a kid or, you know, appendix being removed or, you know, some trip and fall or something like that. Not have I told you my story about getting my appendix removed? Probably not. So I rolled my ankle in my 20s on a drunk night out. Okay, so that's the new drinking game. Ben saying, <laughs> I, uh, uh, as a father or as a parent, that's one drink. And the other one is, I rolled my, my ankle. ankle. <laughs> Fucking hell. So many times. Like, so many times. So I, All drunk. Most, I reckon most of the time. Like No, recently as well. Oh, recently. Yeah, totally. And like, you've, not, you've been off the grog five years. Five years. And, and you rolled I've it done again. it a lot less, though. Sure. But here's the thing. How do you stop it? Is there okay? Let me ask again. Is there anything you can do to prevent it from happening? No. Okay. So just don't walk. <laughs> don't. Yeah. There's no. Uh, you have to be conscious of it. And I've got uh, three new ankle braces. So if I know I'm going for a bushwalk or I know I'm going to do sport, I mm. wear it. Why don't you wear it all the time? Uh, because it's it, the skin. Is it uncomfortable? It, it's uncomfortable, and and also it actually weakens the ankle if you wear it all the time. Okay. Okay. So I've got my answers. I want it. So appendix. You rolled your ankle, and you so, landed on your appendix. No, no, no. I rolled my ankle, and I was on crutches, mm-hmm. right? and then um, I started feeling this pain, and I'm like, oh, this is no good. And I was like, oh, I went to the doctor. He's, he's like, oh, you've got an appendicitis. I was like, but I've got a broken ankle. <laughs> and, he, and he and he goes, he goes, he goes. You know you can have both at the same time. Like in my yeah, head, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Well, I can't have two injuries. How's that? Yeah. How's that possible?" And then I remember, like, he goes, he called an ambulance from the doctors and said, "Yeah, it's pretty painful because he touched it a couple of times." And I don't know if you know the test, but when I got to hospital, is what the test is: you push on the appendix, mm. and then when you let go, it kills. Right? It absolutely kills, and then they know that it's inflamed; it needs to be removed. Okay, right? Right. And so there was this group of students coming through. And, uh, Each of them had a go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, so the first one goes in, and the professor's like, "Yeah, push it down." And I was like, "Ow!" And then the next guy comes through, "Ow!" And then the next guy comes through, and I was like, "That's enough." And he's like, "Yeah, no, fair enough." We were wondering when you were going to tell us to stop. Wow. I was like, I'm, I'm all for students learning. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't want to be the guinea pig for each True. Then had my pennings out and then I had to rest my ankle and I had to lay flat for four days. And I remember it was the best thing for my ankle because I actually rested on it. Weird thing is like, I reckon some people would relate to that, but it's where if you're running on, you know, running at like 120% and you're just, you know, just doing everything and then hospital forces you to rest. Yeah. It's fucking nice in a way. Like it gets you forced to get slow, to yeah. slow down. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So... Of course, it's nice. When I say nice, sorry, I don't mean it like, oh, I hope I get sick so that I get to slow down. But it's that thing of, oh, one of the, this sucks, but at the very least, it's just mandated. I have to yeah, you have slow to. down. I have to say no to work and money. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because yeah. those things are harder to say no to when there's no, like... But then the person next to you in the bed has also said no to work and money. And there's another reason why they're in the hospital bed next to you. Meaning? <laughs> Meaning they just they've been drinking and like not working and just going hard. Like that's the one thing I struggled with being last in the hospital was just the revolving door next to me and listening to some horrific stories of people, you know, hard lives. People have a lot oh, of hard okay, lives. Right, right, right. No, mine was what was challenging with my heart attack uh, was that everyone else in the bed were over eighty. <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> who died? One? Gesundheit. Ah, thank you. I said, because who died? <laughs> um, For the queen. I should do it. I know. Did you feel anything? Like, move? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you think I'm into? Like, 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 no, no, but like, when she, like. Yeah, yeah, maybe, because, not, not like sadness necessarily, because she, what, she had a good innings, 96. 96, yeah. But, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, 
I was like, like do you oh. feel, feel a sense of history? Like, do you feel like it's a moment? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Especially with like the currency is going to change. Yeah, you know? I, I see that. Yeah, and I know that's going to happen, but maybe like I just I felt I was surprised a little. When Princess Diana died, I was like, whoa. Yeah, because it was a uh, shock timing, death timing. timing wise. So when the older someone is, the less, you know, tragic it is. Yeah. So there were certain news reporters saying this is the grimmest day in British history for the last decade. It's like fuck, fuck off, off. Cunt. There were like fires that killed. Terrorist attacks. Oh, what a fucking stupid thing to say, right? Oh man. Um, but yeah, so in that sense, no. Like, but uh, but it is momentous it isn't you know the longest reigning monarch and things like that it's it's fascinating and also then the chat that's come out about the the atrocities that were happened under her rule yeah, yeah, is yeah. an interesting one that's getting dug up as well because i didn't quite really know about those things so yeah because you know a lot happens over yeah so many years well something like it wasn't like people minorities weren't allowed to work till the late late 60s or something like that you know it was like a mandated thing of going white people only please yeah thank you, you know, and she was part of that that's again it. young sure sure then, oh like again but it doesn't mean that it isn't shit do you know what i mean like i'm not saying that she made the call or you know especially if you grow up in a certain time you know you think that thing i think i feel so distanced from it that i was like you know like i always feel like I know it's real, but I always quite often it's like when you watch on the news or you say, I feel like it's made up. It's like, yeah, prince and princess. Like, oh, right, right, do you know what right. I mean? Like, oh, here they come on their horse and <laughs> like, it mm, never. Maybe, maybe growing up in Sri Lanka, there was a lot more. We don't have a king or anything like that, but we had like heaps, you know? So we grew up learning about the kings of Sri Lanka and, you know, all those yeah. sorts of things. And so in like, Holland, look, we've got the monarchy. Like, it's huge. Oh, really? They love it. Yeah, Koning Baetics and now it's uh, Koning uh, Viliander. Villimonda or whatever his name is <laughs> but he married a, a Argentinian woman like met, went on travel met this Argentinian woman and she became queen of Holland oh my god yeah wow. Maxima that's her name wow and then they've got three daughters who are all absolutely awesomely crazy yeah righto I don't so, want to say anything controversial in case we get cancelled in, in, in Holland in Holland yeah um, so look I don't there's really there's a whole bunch of other people that should be cancelled in Holland and they're called Black Peas <laughs> whoa I think you need to give context so because you just know. said you know who should be cancelled Black, Black Peas oh my god we've had this listen to the episode yep. with Nick Cody Nick from Cody. Uh, in the first hundred episodes first I can't seven. remember uh, Swartbeat is a uh, character in, uh, in it was St. Nicholas which is their version of Santa Claus and then every time he'd come, he'd have Srata Pete, which was uh, his, uh, his helpers. His helpers, and, so like Pinko Palumpas yeah, to, to Santa, yeah. and except they're in blackface. Yeah, blackface. Because they're charred from going through the chimney. Chimneys. Yeah, but their faces are charred, but seeing their clothes seem to be okay. Okay, so it's just racist. Um, the, uh, so, okay, so no, that was, the, that, was that the update on Tom's Ladies? You had it, mm. and it's over. Well, what's happening, what's really weird is, um, which was what the doctor said is, all these illnesses are coming back post uh, people getting second bouts of COVID. So COVID is now sort of, you know, it's, 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 it's out and about, but now it's like all the diseases are like, oh, okay, well, everyone's had COVID. Now we can join. Yep. We're back. So mm-hmm. like, like the flu, but also like colds, cold sores are supposedly coming back. Like, like people who haven't had them in ages. Tonsillitis is a huge one. Cause when I got it, it literally, it went from, oh gee, like on it, like it was like Sunday, four o'clock. I was like, Gee, that's a bit scratchy on the back of my throat. Well, I hope I don't have COVID too. 10 o'clock at night, I was like, I can't talk. I can't swallow it. <laughs> like it happens so quickly. And so you see it. So all these kids are like getting it. And then and then now my partner's got it. So now she, but I haven't been bedridden. Like I couldn't get out of bed for two days. 
with tonsillitis. Oh, wow, yeah. So your whole body ate, like, it was like, and I was like, you sure it's not the flu? And they're like, yeah. no, no, it's actually tonsillitis. You're like, oh my God. Well, yeah, you don't really think of tonsillitis as infecting yeah. your, you know, bones and your muscle aches and stuff like that. And then of course, like, I was like, of all the things, don't hit the throat. Mm. It's my one. It's my one instrument. Oh, your voice just broke there as well. Yeah, yeah. I love we know referring to my voice it's as the an one instrument. instrument. We know it's not the brain. Like, <laughs> that thing's just on autopilot. That's the uh. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, so but but then like antibiotics again. Like I was on it for like like three months. Uh, so how did that? How, how has that impacted your uh, uh, exercise and nutrition? Um, well. It's been pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, last week because I've also had a death in the family. Yeah, which has been pretty hard. Yeah, uh, and so I just you're okay. So for the listeners, are you okay? Yes, yes, I'm okay. Well, to be honest, I don't think I've actually dealt with it properly. Gotcha. So we still have a wait to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really dealt with it properly. Um, so I yeah, my yeah. time I think will come. I haven't had space to think about. It, even though when I was sick. Didn't really allow myself to uh, deal with it. Yeah, keep an eye on that because uh, it's quite common to, to, to have delayed reaction to things. And the problem is then when it comes out, it comes in like un, un, uncontrolled. Controllable way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, and it'll come at an like, unexpected place. You totally, know what I mean? when I'm on stage. <laughs> Maybe, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it genuinely can be. So just, you know, not, not obviously everyone processes grief in a different way, but... But it's funny because I think it's um, it's life gets in the way. But also, I'm not one to usually deal with grief in that manner. I usually just have, it happens there and then, and like oh. or like I deal with it. Then and and you, then. you have a cry, and, or whatever. Yeah. And, then, and then now it's just delayed. It's really weird because I've oh, never had that before. Interesting. Right. And I think maybe it has to do with you know maybe having kids and having a busier life. I think. Yeah, you have a priority. Like you go, okay, I I can't afford to be you know broken right now because the kids need me or i've just yeah. been sick or mine whatever you know what i mean yeah i guess that makes Whereas sense my daughter said come on dad we've all been sick get better yeah really <laughs> like come on yeah come wipe your ass yeah <laughs> make daddy a cup of tea come on yeah she's old enough now she <laughs> to do that oh they're so yeah again um old enough for people with younger children but i hit this great age the booster seats are out like which is the final In the car yeah oh. so it means it means you can leave just the house quickly and they can just like tell grabs your soccer ball, um, Mink and Mike grab a book, and they just jump on the camera, just drive away. And I don't, I, all I have is just my wallet keys and sunglasses. Nice. But that is. Milestone. It's just such, it's, it's so awesome. That's yeah. why weekends, I feel like I've just gotten so much better because you're like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I did something, I don't if, you know, when you're a kid and you want to buy something, right? Mm. But it's like too expensive mm. and like you get the cheaper version, which yep. is what my life was. Where I grew up with not a lot of money. And so I, my son wanted a new soccer ball mm. and I was like, yeah, okay, let's get a new soccer ball. Yeah, this one's pretty weathered. And so we went to Rebel uh, and uh, walked in there out in the burbs and um, I was like, oh yeah, there's a new, there's a new World Cup ball. Like, you know, because the World Cup's on. And I was like, I remember I wanted a World Cup ball, but mm. I remember my parents were like, absolutely not. That thing is so much money like you're just getting the, the one in the basket yeah you, know, you, you got the ones up on the little metal stand and, just, you know, <laughs> and it was so much fun to go and tell you, like in my like Taylor's just like oh daddy probably won't get it world cup ball I was like do you want a world cup ball because hmm. I want a world cup ball <laughs> and he was like are there any of these world cup balls left he's like yeah I've got one out the back and we just came back and I was like 
it was so much fun to buy the thing that I couldn't buy as a kid. Oh, 100%. Like, it was amazing. What the fuck do you think that is up there? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, tell listeners what I pointed the, out. The Darth, the, the Darth Vader. There's a Darth Vader figurine that yeah. is just like a statue. It doesn't even move. It doesn't move. But it was so expensive, and I had to look at it from um, a window for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got good grades for my last year of high school oh. or something like that. Or, and my mom was like, what do you want as a, you know, oh, yeah. I'm like that. And mum and dad went to buy it. And dad was like, are we buying him this? Like, he's, but he's, he's 18 now. Like, what the hell? And I'm like, mate, that's not the point. I just, it brings me so much joy. So if you even fast forward, you know, 20 years later, I still have it. Because that's how much I liked it. Do you know what I mean? It's so good. Because then you keep, you keep that forever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so it's really funny. So then I said to my, I said to Taylor, I was like, this is a really good ball. Like, mm. and he goes, oh, I can take it to school. I was like, no, they go on the roof and you lose balls all the time. So I was like, yes, but I was like, we can play it anywhere at the park, on the weekend, at home. You can take it anywhere. Just, I just don't want you to lose it at school. Mm. And so then what we do is we go there with the World Cup ball. He plays with it before school. Then we swap balls <laughs> and then I take it back home. Great. Right. Like, That's awesome. It, yeah. And it's just a, like, I, he just understands the value of what it's worth. And I think he does. Right. Um, but it's yeah, it's that thing where it's like because I remember I remember I wanted a Nintendo. Yeah, I, I wanted a Nintendo. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I have a story that's going into that. Because I was like, I want a Nintendo, and Dad's like, No, nah, they're too expensive. And I'm like, because but I'll get I'll, I'll get I'll get a game console. I was like, No, I just I just I Atari. Just, uh, yeah, <laughs> did you get Atari? But I got but not even the normal Atari. My dad went out to this place and done a wadding. I was like, the amount of money you spent on petrol yes. to get a cheaper version yes. of something, it's just like... And he came back with an Atari that um, only had 20 games. 20 games were only ever made for this one brand of Atari. And they were the weirdest games. Like It was like chess, but shooting, but not. Like, Did you have the boxing one where you're looking from the front? And I goes- wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it, and I remember and then I remember looking for it and this Atari now is so collect. it's worth something like four grand if you find one like it is just but at the time no, it's not that's what always people say they're not <laughs> yeah, I know. oh it's worth this like no it might be worth like 300, 300 bucks. bucks but I was like but I was just like I remember just playing at the time going it's good and I remember being really grateful mm. like at the time I was like oh just like just oh like and then like after a while I was like I just I just want a Nintendo that's all I wanted. Mm. And then I was like, nah. And then, and, and I was just, it was drilled into me to not complain too much. If I complained too much, then I would get the stories from my parents of what they didn't have. And then you just feel horrible as a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I 100%, I remember we are similar age in that the Nintendo comes out, Super Mario, Duck Hunter, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, my cousins who were more well off than us or whatever got one. So that was in a way, because it always not... with my cousins. Yeah, we always were like behind them in terms of like income and they had all the figurines and all of that stuff. It felt normal to be like, oh, okay, they are, they can, but we can't. And that's fine. Yeah. Because, because in fact, maybe this is where my gratitude mentality comes from. It's like, I felt like, oh, I'm so lucky I have cousins that I can go play it with, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was interesting how rather than feeling like, oh, it, my, my life sucks because I don't have it at home. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. Like once a weekend or once every two weeks I can go get, get to play. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. how I saw it. Uh, but then the Game Boy comes out around '93, um, 
92, 93. Anyway, Game Boy. Let's just, I'm going to throw some figures which aren't accurate, but just to give you some context. So let's yeah. just say it was 10,000 rupees for a Game yeah. Boy. Yeah. Way, uh, way out of our, you know, and now it's about 100 bucks, I think. Okay, okay, okay. But anyway, at the time, whatever it is, let's just yeah. say out of our price range. No chance, kind of thing. My brother comes home one day, goes, Oh, the Game Boy is 2,000 rupees. Uh, can we go buy that? And mom's like, yeah, you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2,000 rupees. And I remember the joy in the house. We're like, yeah, we're getting a Game Boy. Like yeah. the Game Boy is like the portable version. Oh, it's on. amazing. So cool. All right, let's go. And I remember walking to this shop in Liberty Plaza called Slip On. Liberty Plaza is like a, a shopping mall right across our house. Yeah. And I go in there and we get, he's like, oh, we'll have that Game Boy that's 2,000. He goes, oh, no, no, that's... That's a thing called the Case Boy, which is basically the rubber case you put over, over the Game Boy so that it, if it drops, it like protects yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so we walk out of there empty-handed. Oh, I thought you bought the rubber one. No, no. What we did leave with is my mum and dad's nickname for my brother, Case Boy. <laughs> Case boy, come here, case boy. Let's go. So it seems cruel, right? But that's yeah. kind of like I guess living on like within your means is like you laugh at the things yeah. you can't afford or whatever. You're like, oh, how funny we can't afford that. Case boy, come on, case boy, let's go. <laughs> Devastation, right? But of course, being mom and dad being incredible parents who somehow made our childhood, you know, with what they had as marvelous as possible. Later that year, they saved up and bought. My yeah, brother, yeah, Game yeah, Boy, yeah. but for and with came with the case, so, case <laughs> came with the case, case boy, boy as well, <laughs> and so um, and I remember my brother was really sick on that particular birthday, yeah. just like so sick. So I got to play it all day. Oh yeah, you have fucking, to share. You have to. I didn't oh, have that because my the sister was best, the best. But so, it's also the disappointment. So like, so like, I remember once I wanted a remote control car, mm. right. And I was like, they were too expensive, they were too expensive. And out where my cousins, again, my cousins had remote controls place, And they had like ones where it's like people would race them in car parks. And I was just obsessed with remote control cars. Mm. And then one day, this package arrived at the house. And then dad's like, I've got some exciting news for you. Mm. And he just put the box up on the table. And there it said, Yamaha. And I was like, fuck. I cannot believe. He's like, it's a lot of money, but we really want to support you. Thank you so much. Like, he goes, yeah. Just look after it. Whatever you do, look after it. And I opened it up and I'm like, fucking amazing. I was like, can't wait to turn it open up. And it was a Yamaha clarinet. Oh, God. You shove it up dad's eyes. <laughs> and I just remember, I was like, I know how expensive they were. And I just like, I just remember at the time. I actually want to bring it up with him because I'm spending a lot more time with my dad at the moment. It's like, I just went, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> like just trying yeah. not to sound that disappointed when I was just, Gutted. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Gutted. Of course you would be. In saying that, I still have that clarinet. What do what? What do you do with it? Yeah, I can occasionally play with the kids. Okay. Yeah. All right. All I right. can play. Still play chariots of fire. How? how... <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. Dun 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 Great. Money's worth well spent. Thanks, well, Dad. Well, the thing is, in one comedy festival show, I was getting lessons because I wanted to play. Uh, to I used to be up to fifth grade, and right. I wanted to play. Uh, when people walked in, which I might do one stage, when people walked in, I wanted to play the um, uh, the uh, Star Wars song when they enter the canteen. That's good. I mean, I guess that's what people do when they don't have good jokes. 
I did walk into that one. I can credit with credit straight. I did walk into that one. <laughs> but I was interesting. <laughs> I just tend to tend to work on material. But all right, you can learn the glass. Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> Come on, that was too easy. That was a little hanging fruit that I had too, to go it was, for. It was too, um, it was too listen, easy. but it does remind me of an issue I had with my dad. For whatever reason, he's grown up in a culture where you value watches. Watches. <laughs> are a sign of wealth, wealth symbolism yeah. blah 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 great good for you man <laughs> but he insisted on getting me good watches that cost the same amount as a fucking playstation at the time right the first ever playstation yeah, wow. and i was like i don't want this i want that like i'm gonna get more joy out of that I don't know if it's the same price or whatever, but it was close to either way. I, I do understand the watch thing, no? Why? Like, like, well, I think because here's my problem. I'm not someone who's careful as a kid as I well. I know. I You're would never get it. And I'm cracking, and then I feel sad that I've cracked the watch, and oh, my mom, and then so then dad making me feel guilty that I've cracked the watch. And this is a lot of clearly repressed stuff coming out right now. <laughs> but I just remember going, this costs the same amount as a thing that I've said I want. Yeah. And you're not giving me that, and you keep insisting on this. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And so this became a fight throughout our years until 2019 when they came over here. I said to them, I don't want anything. I just want you guys. Yeah. Uh, they were they were because they were really like uh, appreciative of because uh, I flew them over and yeah, like I that. Yeah, and they really wanted like give something back. I was like, yeah. sure, but don't bring me any stuff. And I said, I'm warning you, anything that you bring and is left behind is I'll give to Ben. <laughs> I was going to throw it. Do you want a fucking Christmas tree that lights up? No, no exactly. No, I, I said, anything you leave behind is getting thrown, including presents. Yeah. And so, for example, I stick to Aesop. I love yeah. Aesop. It's good. It's good and bread. he's like, let me, he kept giving me colognes, new brands. Oh, this is a new Givenchy. I'm like, that's very sweet. Give it to someone else. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it just In the it. he just doesn't get it because he keeps insisting. He's like wanting to be, I'm like, reprogramming them to understand that what I need from them isn't materialistic stuff anymore. Like yeah. I can get, I can buy those things for myself now. What I want from you is just to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to feel heard and seen. So because, so it feels like if you just, but if I'm you, having that with my son at the moment. If you look at the moment, it feels like I'm being a shit son, right? Going, yeah. oh, what? Your parents are giving you presents. I can't believe yeah, you. Know, yeah, yeah. I agree. I know that. But what it is doing is reminding me of the years of Articulating what I needed, and, and then, then deciding, no, that's not what he needs. We're remember, gonna... And you got to remember as well for people, you know, our regular. But your dad was away a lot as well uh-huh. when he was a kid, so I can imagine that giving stuff, like wanting to give you stuff, like you know, as you know, like I can imagine wanting to give you a watch, not only as a status symbol, but to also think of him while he's away. Well, I think of him playing PlayStation. <laughs> Seriously, what? You killing people? Give you, give you, give you, give you. Yeah, yeah, shooting down clock towers just in symbolism. Um, but no, I, I look because you could say, oh, maybe it's because they were like, oh, we don't want our kids to play video games, right? Like you could say that. Yeah. But it's not because I was playing video games on the computer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 PlayStation. Okay. So, um, so now, like, I'm at that stage in my life that um, obviously I can afford things. In fact. I bought a new TV. I know, you did buy a new TV. And so I'm like, I have a Nintendo Switch. I'm like, you know what else I need? A PlayStation. <laughs> so you bought a PlayStation. Not yet, but I think I will. But, I um, just think it takes so much time. What? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I just... That's part I mean, of again, what... it's so funny. I've never been a, like a game game guy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Never really, good, I'm, good, good. It's a good, good... Uh, 
thing to I avoid. Once, I think, I think, and it was just, it was the one joke of it, but the only one in time I uh, played a video game was when my brother-in-law brought over a PlayStation mm. and Grand Theft Auto, uh-huh. uh, and uh, but I was no good at it, so I just drove around. Yeah. And then, um, and then the, I don't remember. I was it's like a so thing, good. Just but, driving, around. driving I have, around. I have it on the Switch. And then I was like, and I was like, oh wow, I've really got to know Las Vegas. And I remember being in Las Vegas and getting lost mm. and remembering where to go <laughs> because I knew all the landmarks. Wow. Purely because of it. I'm gonna push back because it was in Vegas. It was Vice City. Vice City. That is based on Vegas, but whatever. San Remo, isn't it? Was it? Uh, San Andreas. San Andreas. Again, like, and I would just drive around until I got caught by the cops. <laughs> Mate, how good would it be if there was a video game based in Melbourne? The new. <gasps> The new Mario Kart uh, released a new bunch of levels and one of them Sydney and it is so fucking fun. It's not obviously mapped uh, exactly yeah, as Sydney. Yeah. It's like a cartoon version but you get the opera house. At one point you drive through the concert hall. Oh, That's so pretty good. Big mouth. I'll show you after this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. And so I would say about the video games though now where the place the place it takes up in my life right now is Maddie and I play together and oh, that's yeah. really fun. Like it's a uh, I don't I don't really play any games on my own now because again of the time factor but it's a really nice way to just you know do something different and bond so especially because like she's really good and like it's so rare for me to beat her so when I do it's just like ah yes you know like so it's fun it's really good um Let's talk uh, Multicultural Gala the two weeks that I spent in regional WA um, It's good to be back It is pretty good to be back it was it was the best experience that I've had on the road, I reckon, but it was also very tough because of the uh, travel. And, and uh, there was a lot of like three, four, like seven hour drive sometimes. You know, it was really taxing. And, um, and it's not like it was on like asphalt. Like there was one particular dirt road we did for three hours, just. But like, yeah, fucking like um, stones, like rocks hitting the van for three hours straight. And I'm not even driving. I'm sitting in the back, cushy, yeah. and and I then, prefer to drive in those situations. I maybe you might be because you're concentrating a bit it's more. It's fun. I loved. Also, for those people, like I love driving. Yeah, I can drive. For but there was hours. like puddles that you got to avoid in case because there'd yeah. been some. It turns rain. into a game. That's my computer game. Right, right. <laughs> cool. Don't make it like Grand Theft Auto where you run people <laughs> just, over. Just shooting people. Yeah, over. on the side of the road. Yeah, there's no one to shoot. There's no one there. Uh, but mate, the we were all in the one vehicle. The hangs were great. Uh, a lot of previous guests, a couple of future guests as well. But Georgie Carroll, Ivan Arisigeta, Joe White. Andy Saunders, Tingle him and me. And it was just so good. And the tour manager for me. It was an incredible, incredible tour. Shout out to A-List Comedy who put the tour together. I'm available. <laughs> I'm available. Yeah, it's uh, so good. I'm and Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, quick plug, I head off to Hobart and Lonnie this weekend. So uh, any Tasmanian listeners come down to the Multicultural Gala on Friday My new uh, tonight. Uh, and then tomorrow in uh, Lonnie. But, um, but tonight you're going tonight. Well, when this comes out on Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great broadcasting skills, Penny. Uh, but you know what? Two things I want to talk about. One, um, shout out to people who do five-fold mining work. Like, oh, I couldn't do what you do. you know anyone do. who does it? My cousin has done it for 25 well, years. Yeah, I, uh, I'll be honest with you. It is a tough... It, it's a, you choose the life, so let's be honest. Let's, let's not be like... It's, it's different to someone who's born into like... A refugee situation or having to seek asylum and born into those. mining but you choose mining so I'll you know get... you say that when, you, when you're really rich i was born into mining that's what you would say really if you're super rich people 
Mate, this was so grim. It was so grim. So particularly, like, the shows were awesome because we are in small towns and small towns are so appreciative for you being there. Yeah. You know? But it was hard to... I'm trying to say something without sounding disrespectful, but the towns itself were really tough to, like, you know, be in because it was just, there's nothing to do. Ivan, one of the places, Ivan had no reception. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like... In the town center, no reception. Okay, fair enough. Let's go to the motel and ask what the Wi-Fi is. Oh, we don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah. new level for me. You know what I mean? And That's so, like proper, proper outback. Right. And so we were staying one, most of the Ocoms Which were, again is like, people choose to live out there. I know. Well, I found a whole bunch of Sri Lankans there. There was in the motel, 25 of them worked at the motel, right? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Why is this a hot spot for Sri Lankans? And then turns out it's government mandated. They're like, if you want to come to Australia, the, you can come in, but you've got to go live in this town. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. It seems like a bit like option. Sammy. Sammy has to do that. He was in Northern. Uh, Ivan had to do it as well, but his was Adelaide because Adelaide comes under regional, apparently, according to the government. <laughs> How funny is that? So Sammy Shah was in Northern. But yeah, I get it. I get the people do. So what I took away from it, it was a real appreciation for um, my life really to be honest it was like oh i'm so lucky my parents were able to afford to send me for education here so i didn't have to go get to australia during that route you know i'm really glad that i um have an income that doesn't make me feel like i have to do mining work because they're on for two weeks and they're off for one this is one of the guys i was talking to and well for the two weeks you stay in what they call a donga oh yeah yeah it's this tiny little My, my cousin's been doing it for 25 years i just cannot get over it but is he happy well, I think the only reason he's been able to do it is he met his partner um, on the mining side. So she did what he did. Do you know how like sometimes you meet people who have two different types of professions and one takes the other one away and the other one resents the other one being away, for instance. It happens with comedians sometimes as well. Like mm-hmm. They're always on the road. But because they met doing it, they could time it when they were at work and then they'd be home at the same time. Okay. So that's how yeah, they were so able to do to it. The, and okay. they didn't have children. Right. So I reckon that's it. I still don't have children? They still don't. They just started right. to have it. So. Right. But it's so funny because then he would talk about the 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 the, the dark times of in the donga, because it's like it's just you, and that's it, and you go to meals. It, it's so bad, and you can't drink either because like you yeah. you you, um, you get tested on the site the next day, so you can't be you test zero. So what happens is I was speaking to Maddie because she's had you know people f- from her life who've done five or not family, but you know friends and stuff and. You know, you come back from those two week or three week stints, and you just hit the piss and drugs hard when you're back home, especially when you're young. Yeah, because yeah. you got all this money, and you're like, "Yeah, fuck, why wouldn't I spend it?" And develop these horrible habits. There's no. Well, that's where the term "cashed up bogan" comes from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, this though, like, it's so unchecked, like in terms of the mental health impact. Ah. Oh. Because it's just. So a friend of mine did a documentary on it years ago, right? And so he followed a couple of these young guys around. Mm-hmm. And so one of them was like where he'd finish and he was like 22 and he was on 200,000 a year at 22, right? So that's disturbing money. But what he did be like, oh, I want to go, he was from Perth. He goes, oh, I want to go to, um, I want to go up north. I want to go up to, uh, what's his place? And he's like, oh, it's 2,000 kilometers away. Yeah, but I want my ute and my jet ski. So there was services where he would get his uh, holding ute and his jet ski ferried up there. So he'd fly up there, land in Broome, his jet ski and his car would be there. Then he'd go out, have a wild weekend, and then someone would drive it back. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that that level of money. And, that, and, and that's why, because so, now everyone's worried about the money movement, because all these crazy services to cater for people with just excess income. Where you just you could spend on anything. 
Well, it doesn't feel like that though. I'll Not now, because okay. it, it's because the mine. Because it feels like dropped. they're getting treated like shit. It feels like they're getting all this money at the top end, and the decision makers are like, "Nah, fuck, just chuck him in that little shithole, and they'll be okay to live there for two weeks." Well, yeah, but that's but that yeah, totally. But then they're, they're just like in their head is a lot of them are like, "Just man, I'm on two hundred thousand a year." Like yeah. I didn't finish. I didn't finish at ten. What cost would you want per week to be two weeks away in a tiny little? Thing. And so the guy was saying to me, he's he he lived uh, in Newcastle, so he's one week off. Two of those days are spent flying, so he's actually only got five days yeah. back in Newy. So what would you want in order to be able to do something like that it, to be it, away from your family? Yeah, you know? I don't think there's enough money. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Because because then but then it, and then it flips the other side. It's like I well, mean, there is though. If I said a million a week, you'd be like, yeah, okay, kids, suck it up. Yeah, yeah, totally. If you're getting a million like that, uh, totally. But I think the part of it as well is like, but there are so many people who push that who have no choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I know. Yeah. So, my brother, and, and it's also job satisfaction. You don't have a brother. No, my cousin. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my, wait. My cousin, Troy, he is, he's been a mechanic. He was like an apprenticeship at 16. Uh-huh. So, he is the mechanic on the big trucks that go uh-huh. down. And so, what a lot of them is when the trucks go down, sometimes it takes eight hours to go down and eight hours to go up. Right. right? It takes forever. But you always need a mechanic on there. So, he was telling me that for him, it's like, well, yeah, I earn really good money and I'm away and it's really tough, but I get a lot of job satisfaction. And he okay. said that there are a lot of guys on the mine who don't have that. And yeah. that sometimes hits you even harder. That after all, you are earning this all money. You've paid your house off in like under five years, yeah, yeah. but you've got a family that doesn't fucking know you yeah. and you're just down there at the bottom with a drill. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. So certain jobs is just driving in an aircon truck, picking people up and dropping them off. Yeah. That, you know, feels like a decent way to earn Or there's guys uh, who have an engineering degree mm. uh, and they have to travel all the way down to look at one meter, uh, write it down uh, and then sweep around it and that's it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Because what I didn't know is like, I just think of bogans like at the mines that's all I think of just hardcore bogans oh, no. when really now like so 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 outside Geraldton for people who don't know which is like halfway up I was in, in Geraldton yeah, last Saturday huge uh, uh, alternative community there and so they have a Montessori school which is again crazy and then but then there's all these hippies who work in the mines so because they'll do like environmental impact ass- uh, assessments oh, okay. and that they've realized that they can still do good under the mines of you're at a mining company uh-huh. but you can still use your degree the only difference is instead of working for an NGO in Melbourne for 65 grand a year you're in the mines you've bought a house for 400,000 and you're on 200 plus a year yeah it's like it's I can see how for a lot of people like you choose that lifestyle because in the end you actually can set up your family easier than you would in one of the big cities. When I say big cities, Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the, the, the incentive is money, but I think the cost in terms of like the impact, there's there's hidden costs. Yeah. You know, well, impact it, on your mental health and your family. Well, like you said with the breath oath, why wouldn't a mining company invest in prevention and talk about mental health, but rather to force them to stop drinking is, nah, you can't drink because we breathalyze you the next day. And if you're uh, if there's any bit of alcohol on you, you're fired. Mm, I there's think no you get a warning. You get a warning. You get a warning. My, my cousin was saying it was just like, you just fired on the spot. Oh, interesting. I thought it was a warning. And you get like, you know, because people are going to sometimes fuck But up. I think sometimes if you don't have that warning. Okay. That people are like, goodbye. Because there's a lot of people who want to work in the mines. It's not like mm. they're shorter people. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, so what, what I want to finish up on, though, today is... Is you uh, working in mines? Yes, yeah, so this is the <laughs> official last episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm headed off to fight for work. Um, no, so before I went... Because I knew... I, is, is so 
I'm sexy in a high vis. Have you not seen that photo of me in a high vis? Ooh, baby. Um, actually, that brings me to what I was going to say. So before I leave, left for WA for the two weeks, I was like, oh, let me just see where I'm at um, weight wise because I don't check my weight as often anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And four years of Fitbit since we did it, I finally tipped over 100. <laughs> One or two. I got to 102 and I was like, oh my God, not a bad effort. The fact that I've kept it off for that Fuck long. Yeah. You know, like I was in the 90s for so long. Admittedly, very shattered because that was it was totally. a nice streak. You can to- still have that, that you were under 100. I haven't been under 100 ages. Yeah, yeah. I was keeping it for so long and then now it's tipped over. So then I was like, okay, cool. That's the kind of kick out the butt I needed, right? And so when I went to WA, I... I it was I was pretty good for the first week. Like I genuinely was doing the intermittent fasting. I was doing the you know carbs, no carbs, low carbs thing, and then cheat day, mate. But that second week when it just you're leaving at like seven o'clock in the morning and you're oh. on the road for like seven hours and you're kind of like you get oh, bored as well. Fuck. Yeah, it was really challenging. So look, I, I have to figure out a plan. Uh, so long story short, I still kept running and doing like the occasional gym workout and stuff when I had a gym. And I came back and checked myself, put on half a kilo. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm, I, I, I fluctuate so much. Yeah. Like. So, so look, it's uh, <laughs> uh, the reason I bring it up is because remember, I always wanted to try and like regulate myself without needing accountability on the pod and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But I am bringing it up as well so that people have a accurate you know i've always been totally. truthful about everything along the way so yeah it is it is a bit of a bummer to 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 hit the triple digits again after being so strong for like you know four years it's amazing uh, yeah yeah but uh but yeah it kind of because i got to like 99 once i think it was just after sri lanka this year or something like that you know and i was like oh that's close and then yeah. got on a thing and then the heart attack happened and then i was fucking weirdly comfort eating and depressed yeah. so look it's 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 a good indicator that i need to start you know getting back into some solid solid routines of such however it's so hard to find that routine when there's so much movement for two weeks and, oh. and queensland when i go to queensland that's like three and a half weeks oh sorry two and a half weeks nearly three when do you go to queensland middle of october and then oh, i'm gonna go uh, and then I'm going to go to hopefully to Sri Lanka and India uh, in November as well. Yeah. And then it's just like, then there's WA, it's going to be Christmas. You know, it's just like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, like yeah. I'm not making, I'm trying not to sound like I'm making excuses. However, right, it's, it. it's definitely this challenge that in our world, being any, any habit forming needs consistency. Yes. And when to find consistency. When life, yeah, and the particular type of work that we do as well, it's so irregular in terms of consistency. And I'm just like, all right, all right, I'm going to look at it as like a, a fuck you to this, the, the, yeah, 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 the, yeah. That's the, what I'm doing at the moment too. The, the status going, yeah. I blame like, my it kids is hard. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't do that anymore. No, no, you can't. You we can't. can't. Well, we can, but you're just not going to get different results. No. That's it. That's how you got to look at it. It's going, yeah, you can keep playing this game and f- playing victim, but the truth is, it's, um, it's still your call. Like yeah. it's harder. Yes, it is, but doesn't mean that. But when a gym's open twenty four hours, find yeah. the time. Find the time. Find the time. And but that's it, and like I've done a first full week of five days, and yeah, I'm so sore. 
Yeah, so I've I've got back know. my uh, I got my running coach back in, um, and so we're still like rebuilding the foundation. So it's just like runs without any kind of like um, goals as such in terms of running that. Coach. So and then I I've always had a running yeah. not always sorry uh, since twenty twenty I had a running coach, and I'm also going to go back to PT. I think so. Yeah, I'm I abandoned I abandoned PT um, so because I was started. Yeah, but also I felt like the, you know a lot of the workouts I was I was so motivated. In, intrinsically that I was like I don't really need so a you reckon PT. the PT helps with the more with the other workouts as well like I'll do like you know like I've done biceps curls then you do one day leg weight and then triceps back and well I'm just core. trying not to I'm trying not to pretend like I got this shit you know what I mean oh yeah yeah does that make sense yeah yeah like it's not because it, I had it in 2020 like I yeah. came out of 2020 at like what 78 kilos and fucking like super, super fit. 78. Oh man, I got to 76 at one point, I think. Or 75. I think I got down to 75. I remember there was a bit where I thought, there was the first time I thought you were too skinny. You look like it. I'm looking back at some of the pictures and I'm yeah. like, oh, there is. Yeah, I It do. was just borderline because. 77.8. I remember there was that podcast we had it and I was like, I think it was something like that. Yeah. And I was like, I remember just going, I'll Ooh. look it up. But yeah, there's a, there's a photo of me that I went, this does start to tip in because, but also I could question whether it's because people are so used to seeing me chunky. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, Is yeah. that an unnatural thing? Uh, but yeah, look, that's de- debatable. I think I was just on the cusp of maybe being too skinny, but I came out of it going, oh, okay, cool. Now the gyms are open. And because I got, I got like, you know, my first bit of ab defi- definition and things like that. Oh, I remember that. that time. But, uh, but, what I also, as much as it was, I'm like, this is good. I'm doing body workout. I'm getting this physique. Imagine when the gym's open, how shredded I'm going to be. Yeah. And then also the restaurants opened. <laughs> so, like, I'm obsessed with wanting to get that figure. Like, I still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 97.9. That's the lowest you've had, yeah. Yeah, and that's like... And I'm just like, I just... Like, that, I just sort of, like, look no. at that every day and go... Well, the scales, we've talked about this endlessly. And speaking of, I do have to go to my PT in, uh, in, in five minutes. Do you want me to come? No, thank you. Um, so I appreciate your concern, but no. I can just uh, hang out here and play Switch. Yeah, you can hang out with Maddie. Maddie's here. You, get, you guys can play. Uh, but yeah, uh, so just, yeah, updating people. I'll let you know, but I am struggling with it. That's all I'll say. No, no, <laughs> I really am because it's just like, um, you know, for example, for example, I was a bit, I, I, I got 20, 27, I think recently for a 5K run. And I was like, all right, not bad because my best is 22, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, I'm sort of a bit bummed out that's five minutes slower. But then I was like, wait a second, that 27 came when I'm carrying an extra 20 kilos. Oh, 100%. If I was doing, when I was hit 22, if I had two 10 kilo dumbbells in my hand, I don't think I could have done that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so 22, so I'm like, go easy on yourself. We've said this, we're sounding like a fucking broken drum, uh, you know, just beating the same drum. But the truth is, it is a lesson that I need to reiterate, which is that, like I said, at this point, I'm like, oh, I don't have this, sh- I don't have my shit together. I need some help right now. Yeah. So I'm getting help from a running coach and I'm getting help from a PT. At least I have that accountability when I'm on the on the road. I can go, oh, well, so with the running, for example, I'm like, well, it has to get done. I just got to get a 40 minute run somewhere. Yeah. Even if it's in Kalgoorlie, the toughest, that was the toughest run because Kalgoorlie was hot, but it's just this red dirt red and, and, it, and but there was nothing pretty like it's just like it feels like it's like on Mars it's a, yeah Mad Max sort of feeling to it it's right fun, it's, it's really ugh. yeah so anyway so that was one of the toughest runs is your PT um, upstairs no no okay. uh, I, it's but across the road uh, not too far from here but yeah. so yeah so I'm really why are you laughing you never want to know but tell people where you live yeah of course I want I don't want to would you want me to? No, I don't. I don't okay, know. he lives near. Nira calls. Hey! I'm editing that. I'm going to edit with, he lives near 
a Coles Virgin <laughs> Gully. Yeah, you can believe that. All right. Uh, thank you, our listeners. Thank you. Um, thank you uh, for Patreon. Thanks for supporting the pod. Yeah, and there is a, yeah, the um, Tasmania gig tonight if you're out there. Otherwise, Queensland, I'll put the dates out soon. And uh, yes, and uh, enjoy the last week of finals if you're in Melbourne. Um, oh. It's crazy, crazy times. It's good. I want 40 to end. All right. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.